Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while swooning, celebrating, and sometimes talking adaptations. This week, we're starting out with a Patreon shout-out, because this show would not be possible without our patrons. Emily P., you are a distant relative of Mrs. Claus. You're a cheerful and kind multitasker who doesn't need public accolades or glory, but does it all for the good of the world. You can also bake a mean cookie and, if called upon, manage and care for every single elf on the North Pole. But seriously, it's 2021. Step out from the shadow of Santa and make the world bow down at your extremely accomplished and humble feet. Check out patreon.com for shoutouts, a ton of bonus content, gifts, and so much more. I have to say that y'all are badasses. When I checked on December 23rd, we hit 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts, which means that you made my 2021 dream come true, and I'm ecstatic about it. Thank you to every single person who rated and reviewed us. It seriously means so much. And now we're pulling a fast one and veering away from the published reading list. We're recapping the holiday gift that Hollywood bestowed upon all of us this year, the Hating Game movie. Here we go. Hello. 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 Hello, Erin. Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. It's me, Erin, live in my childhood bedroom. Yeah! It's Look so nice. All the weird stuff oh, in wow. here. Wow, it's so good. Oh, wow. So, there's many sea turtle figurines. There's a, a stuffed, like an ostrich in <gasps> this area. Is that what that is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I've never seen your childhood bedroom before. It's kind of like half childhood bedroom and half like redecorated it's it's yeah, a very it's there a for hodgepodge a yeah after law school while i was studying for the bar but it, it had been redone into like a guest room but then there's like remnants of like Aaron. sea turtle memorabilia and like yeah like figures Aaron will never patches. leave yeah it's very Aaron strange. just haunts it now yes exactly <laughs> a christmas miracle happened what so remember when i sent you those pictures of the ridiculous outfits my kids wore on errands that was strange, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During one of those trips, Ember Jedi mind tricked me into crocheting he and his little sister scarves. Mm. Yeah, it's like the power of cuteness. He did so by grabbing a thing of yarn that he like just completely fell over himself in love with and then skipping around the store with like his long hair flowing in the background and then these little sparkle cat ears, you know, and being like, mom, it's so cold. He had like a, a headband or something. There was, yeah, there was a headband of sparkle cat ears. Did and by this it? time, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, th- that came from home. By this okay. time, Xiaomei had changed out of her he- her bandana, her like badass bandana and into her Spider-Man mask. So like, you know, he was really committed to the sparkle cat ears though anyway Mm -hmm. 
So he was like, Mom, it's so cold. You know, I'm just a little orphan child. I'm so cold. Yeah, and by that's... the end of this discussion, mm-hmm. I'm now crocheting two scarves. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Neat. Yeah. Well, that's great because you probably won't have to buy them any other Christmas presents then, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's how that goes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Should we tell them how we, we done screwed up? <laughs> listen, everybody. Listen. Life is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. To everybody, really. I have had two sick kids this week. It's only a cold. We confirmed that. But they have been sick. And now I have a lung crackle. Listen, I can't read anything lately. For the past, like, three weeks, I cannot read anything with my eyeballs or my earballs. It's a weird thing that's happened in my life. And so Aaron and I just said to ourselves, you know what? We're going to give ourselves a Christmas present, and that mm-hmm. is to watch The Hating Game, okay? <laughs> so what we were supposed to do was we were supposed to read Christmas in Rosebend. Which I really want to read. Yeah. I just can't. So here we are. And so here we're we doing are. this instead. But we are having uh, Naima Simone on the show Early soon. next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll just talk to her about it then. That's right. That'll be fine. It doesn't matter if you read your Christmas books in January. That's, That's right. That's actually usually when I end up reading my Christmas books because mm-hmm. I'm such a Scrooge until roughly December 23rd. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Christmas! And like cue the heavy metal music, you sure, know? Sure, sure. Anyway. Do you usually listen to heavy metal Christmas Burning music? Jingle bells! Jingle bells! Okay. okay. <laughs> no, that's never happened in my life. But that's mm. just, in my imagination, that's how my hardcore Christmas mood change happens even though i experience my hardcore christmas mood change every year yeah in my imagination that's how it happens i see okay (laughs) all right so i watched this thrice i only watched it twice but i fucking loved it i loved it i loved it it wasn't it fucks it it fucks Listen, some we're, things. we're going by the Andy J. Christopher. I am. My, I can't speak for you. That's rude of me. I am going by the Andy J. Christopher definition of this movie fucks, as in this movie is sexy and mm, yes. gives me pants feelings. Yes. Those, those Both things of those things happened. I also, yeah. I also want to give a disclaimer to listener that I am an earshot of my parents. Yo. So. <laughs> <laughs> when Mel says what she just said and I say... It does confirmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know maybe what I meant to say. Oh my god, incredible! <laughs> but okay, I'm not sure. So if it does does the thing that Mel said that it does as hard as it could have. That's all. No, it could have gone harder. You know, yeah, but like when you when you're when you're coming off a Christmas uh, when you're coming off a princess switch and. A Hallmark yes. Lifetime Schmurgle Burgle. And a, like, and a love hard and a single fucks. all the way. And oh my a... god, that fucking love hard could have fucked. Yes. Love hard could have fucked. I, I don't know if it could have done it that all the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patreon, she's winking at you. <laughs> it, could, it, could have, it could have been, it could have loved harder than it loved. Sure, sure, yes. absolutely. <laughs> okay, also, this movie has a banging soundtrack. It really does, yeah. Great soundtrack. Uh-huh. Something that, like, you play throughout the house 
all the time. The another movie. What what I mean, am I what? talking about? I don't know. You're saying words sometimes. <laughs> it's so tired in here. We haven't had a good night's sleep in at least five it's days. So five moons here. All right, it's okay though. We gotta pull it together. A lot of people are gonna listen to this one. We gotta. It's true. We gotta pull it together. <laughs> Also, another movie that has a really good soundtrack is that new Idris Elba Western. Oh, really? The Harder They Fall. That has got a fucking rad soundtrack. All right. Good to know. But listen, I thought that they set up this Bexley-Gammon rivalry perfectly in the first, like, three minutes. Even though, like, in the first three minutes, so, okay, they they narrate the Bexley-Gammon merger and, and also, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's playing in the background. Okay. Okay. And then right. so they they show us some of the gammons and Bexleys trying to interact with each other. Yeah. And it made me like really hate those gammons. Because uh, like the girl that comes up and like punches the donut and it like gets all over that guy. Like that guy didn't this, do anything wrong to her. There's this hot punk girl who, listen, you don't know what he did to her last week. You know, maybe. And so she comes up to this jock and she does punch his jelly donut. So the jelly goes into his whole face and then she eats that that rest of the donut right in front of him. It was a mood. I can't imagine anything anyone would do to me at work that would merit me ruining their donut and squirting jelly on their shirt. No, certainly not. That's so unprofessional. They're very unprofessional. These Julie was the one. Julie's a Bexley. I'm certain of it. And she's the one who didn't hold the elevator, you know? So they showed it going both ways. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Also, here's here's a hot take. I don't want to be in an elevator with that girl. No. Same. Same Z's. She's a lot. I'm (laughs) squarely Bexley on a lot of these uh, montages. Wait. Wait. You don't want to be in in an elevator with Curly Sue Glasses Girl? No, I do not. Why? Why? The girl who thought the Thanksgiving turkey cupcakes were her birthday cupcakes. She's a delight and She's she'll fall for anything. Selfish and ridiculous and <laughs> self-absorbed. She's just a glass half full sort of person. No, no. <laughs> no. All right, fine. No. It opens on the copycat game and it's immediately it's immediately everything you wanted. <sighs> But I was nervous. Like, do you think this translates to non-readers, the copycat game? Do you think? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. Not to mention that she says out loud he's playing the copycat game. I know. It's just like, it's just, it's just so, it's just so weird. It's just such a weird thing for two people to be doing at work that makes so much sense in the book. And I was just like, (laughs) this is perfect. And then I was like, but if I didn't read the book, would it be perfect? Like the whole movie, I was thinking that. Okay. All right. Okay. Perfect. Perfection. She had a mug with strawberries on it, and I was immediately yeah. very excited about the mug with strawberries on it. Uh huh. And the office yeah. is different, but I didn't care. Like it didn't. I have actually all the liked glass, it, but I liked it. I liked that choice. Although they warmed them, it up a bit. These are important people. Get them monitors. Get them desks. Like yeah, I understand they... it for an aesthetic, but for the whole movie, I was just like, I could not do this much work on a tiny laptop like that. No. Mm-mm. Were you? No. A little low-key astounded that she had the Dell and he had the Mac. Yes. Yes. It should have been flipped. But also the Macs are more expensive. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's that he has like. True. Expensive taste. Maybe Maybe. she can only afford a Dell. 
But wouldn't the company buy their fucking computers? Isn't that what a company does for people know. who work well, there? Yeah, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe Bexley's have Macs. Oh, which maybe. Is kind of nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Bexley's that Mr. Bexley would never, would never use anything but Windows 98. No, never, never in his life. He would have no idea what to do. He would be like, why can't I right click anything? It would be, it would be I a lot. I wonder if it's not like, you know, when you're negotiating with lawyers to have brands in your movie mm-hmm. and like the Dell people are like, we want to be the artistic, you know, right. Like, they always right. have like the Windows computers now have all the commercials that are like, well, you're, if, are you an artist? Do you or arrange do a an flower? Artsy you stuff. can do it on our tablet. Look at how many things it does. It has a pencil. Uh-huh. <laughs> like like a real canvas and then like the mac commercials are always like you can be your professional you can be person a on a really mac serious maybe person that's maybe yeah that's, that's probably it want to be one reason that i really loved the fact that they warmed up the office in general because instead of being like you know mirrors on tile on you know all the things like it is in the book mm-hmm. it's like hardwood floors and it's mm-hmm. sort of lofty looking and i really liked the fact that that highlighted that his side of the office his like slate gray very uniform side of the office is a choice uh-huh. and not just something that goes with the office you know That's what i mean true. And I really like the that office a lot. was like that, like the conference room area. Like it's yeah. like a marriage of these yeah. two things, which was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Julie does come over and ask for an extension on a report again, right yes. before a company wide meeting. Wait, no, before that, things <gasps> happen. We Tell get her introduction of how she tried to give him a plant. Yes. And he just like true. scowled at her. And then you can see that plant in his office alive and well, but he repotted it from a rainbow shiny pot pot into like a slate black matte pot, which I really liked. And also, can we just can we just like generally talk about Josh and Lucy casting choices? Yes, it's perfect. Both of them are perfect. People were really mad about this Josh when he got recast and people were really mad at the trailer. And this Josh was perfect and you can't tell me any different. No, actually, I was a hot take person for a really long time because the first time they came out with casting, I was like, really? And Amel? Like, I watched The Duff and I loved it. I love a Robbie Amel. But I was just like, I don't think he's Josh. I just don't think he's Josh. I don't know how they're going to make him Josh. I just Mm -hmm. can't see it. And then when they recast this into a a man I've never seen on the screen before, like I haven't watched anything he's ever been in. I do not know this man. And I was just like, oh my God, it's Josh. Oh no. He was the only thing. I thought he was great. The only thing that I was thrown off by for the first like five minutes of the movie is that his voice is about a half an octave higher than I thought it should be when looking at his face and body. Really? And also, like, knowing Josh. Yeah, I thought Josh would have a more gravelly kind of huh. voice and demeanor. And I didn't I, sense that at all. I got over it real hard. Yeah, I, if, if I ever sensed it, which I don't think I did, I got over it immediately. What mm. do you think about the shirt change? I liked it. I did, too. I like yeah. the different shades it of It modernizes blue. it. Being yes. the shirts instead, I don't ever want to see Josh Templeman in a mustard shirt. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't. and I'm glad I never I, had to. And I don't want to see him try a black on black or a black on lighter oh, tie. We talked I'm, about. I this. just don't ever want to see that. I, you, you listener, <laughs> really I came for so Aaron last much time. Shit for the my fashion comments in our oh podcast God. for the hating Jesus. game, and 
here's here's what I want to say to all you emailers <laughs> and all you commenters. I'm right, and I still am right. Yeah, I'm, she's she's I'm never super right, and I'm never ever going to say any different. No, um, she has planted herself on that hill, and that is where she will remain. You know, until you know she is what's dust. like a really great indicator that I am, in fact, super right. Movie chose that too. That the movie made all the choices <laughs> that I said were were not great fashion choices. Did she, she still ever, showed up her? with red shoes, but she not still with black showed up tights? With red, no, not with black tights. And yeah. that's the difference. And that, that is, is the, difference. the difference. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, Erin. I know. I was with you. Remember? Yes. I know. Hand I know. in hand, arm in arm, we two comrades just marching into the breach that I'm of right. those emails. Also, the uh, <laughs> the the blue shirt situation, I feel like made her more... Attentive. If she, if, yeah, if she noticed just the the hues of his shirts yeah. instead of the colors, like she's more in love with him, I think. She's completely more in love yeah. with him. Completely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're about to go into a company-wide meeting. A lady asks for a favor and she's like, okay, you can have an extension. Mm-hmm. And then Josh is like pathetic. And she yeah. goes, she goes, who is Josh Templeman? <laughs> <laughs> and that's his first Lucinda of, yes. of the movie. Again, she's bringing Thanksgiving cupcakes, and that weird bitch thinks they're for her birthday. Which is great, because she just lives in this happy little world in which she got Thanksgiving birthday cupcakes. Absolutely absolutely not. And then Lucy's like, oh, our birthday turkey. And this lady is like, me, I'm a birthday turkey. (laughs) Crazy and bad. I will say that this is the way that Lucy's hair is described in the book. She's got this crazy, curly, beautiful hair. We don't get that with Schmirtle uh, sauce, (laughs) (laughs) the Lucy Uh Hutton in the movie. But I did like the fact that there was like a really kinky, curly lady in the in the movie at all. Right. Okay. You know, (laughs) no, I I did not like her. I don't like anything about her. No, you don't have to like her. I just like that. You know, it was in there that there was curly. There was no homage hair represented. There was no homage to Lucy's curly hair. I don't think that's what that was. I think it was like let's get the most (laughs) scattered worst person we can to be a random gammon. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I would not have wanted to work with that woman. I am floored that Josh didn't fire her. Floored. Okay. But when Danny comes up with a with a fun fact about how Leonardo da Vinci invented a a the blender. A blender. One of the funniest things that's ever been said in humanity gets said right now. And that is this weird guy in a bow tie says, I invented pizza plate. Uh-huh. It's a pizza uh-huh. you put under your pizza to catch the crow. Like, is it not a wonder that all of these people were not fired by Joshua Templeman in the merger? Pizza plate? Like, he mm. saved that guy. Like, he yeah. saved that guy. <laughs> he pulled him back. Who else was working who was there? No, The girl who thought the turkey cupcakes were for her birthday. The man who invented pizza plate. Pizza plate. And the guy who thinks Leonardo da Vinci invented the blender. Fucking all genius. Safe. and lucy says that all the people that josh fired were her friends who yeah lucy friends with nobody apparently because she has no friends for the rest of the movie i guess when they get fired lucy's like no longer their friend they no longer exist to her (laughs) 
She's just like she's just such a worker. You yeah, know, she, she doesn't is, have time for is. anything else. Is what's she going is. on? So then, and I think that's true new... of the book too. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, because she did the same thing. She hung out with Danny like that in the book. Yeah, that's true. They announced the new position. They need a managing director. Everybody. Yep. I think Bexley was worse in the movie. What do you think? Mm, I think he's pretty much on par. Really? I yeah. Think maybe it's I just mean, seeing it. May, yeah. Maybe it's more. Maybe they made it a teeny bit more like overt. But he was he was trash start to finish from the book too. Oh, and yeah. I know you agree with that. Yes. Um, Something about like seeing it, I think, was just maybe worse. You know what I think it is. I think it's that even between when was this written? Like 2018. Between 2018 and 2021, mm-hmm. I think that not the movie, the book. Mm-hmm. I think that we've gotten like even more attuned. Sure. You know, like we've been attuned for longer, so maybe it just feels worse than yeah, it I was. Yeah. I don't really know. Okay, so they're both like, "I'm gonna get this fucking job." That's what we're doing. We get, and this, now they're like, in the kitchen. When I'm your boss. Oh yeah. So we get the kitchen scene. The and they kept everything in. It was so good. And the first time I watched it, I was very excited that Same. I'm going to work you so hard. Stayed in. And then they really, they really doubled down on that in a great way. In the best way ever. I love that you said that she dressed like an elementary school librarian because she really does. She really does. Yeah, that was a good little fight. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it. She's like, um, I'll make you do everything with a smile. And then he says that I'm going to work you so hard. You use the office as your home address. And then in the elevator up to the executive level, she sort of makes him agree that if one of them gets the job, the other right. one resigns no matter what. Okay. I have some things to say about that conversation. Yes. But before we get there, we have some other stuff. We get Danny delivering a Smurf figurine. And I just want to say... Well, the the joke of like, are you getting your tiny clothes delivered to the office now? Worked it's really well. Made in the it movie. in. Yeah. Oh man, made it in. Worked so well. <laughs> oh so my small. god. <laughs> so also, good. I remember thinking, and I think I said it on the show. I didn't re-listen to our episode, but I think I said it on the show that I remember the Smurf thing being like a little too weird. In in like, I couldn't access it. Like, I didn't understand. Oh, first. right, right, right. But in the movie, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I get this. Yeah. I get why it's hilarious. Yeah. I understand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I take it back about the Smurf thing if I said in the book that I found it to be not very, I don't know, relatable. I don't know. I just couldn't see it. I couldn't like figure yeah, out. It seems not very accessible what to a an Smurf collection brain. would be like. Yeah. But then when I saw it, like the, the Smurf nativity. Like, I, <laughs> Dude, I just found so it so endearing in the movie, and I was like, oh, that's what that looks like. I get it. Now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I really love the fact that we got some we got some publishing jokes in there, too, uh-huh. because Danny throws her a book that just got published, and it's about an anthropologist with autism called Stripping Time, and they put boobs on the cover. Stripping Time. The- stripping Time. <laughs> Woo-woo. Um, and this is one thing I really want to talk about is like, I think this is one of the times that she talks with Josh about whether or not this is a good book. And Lucy's like, this book, he says it sucks. First first off, he says it's a no good book. She responds by saying it was a masterpiece, but Bexley cut 200 pages and I love the descriptions of the schmurschmer. And then Josh says no one wants to read 500 pages that's a description of Fort Ticonderoga or whatever. Right. 
And then later she takes Josh's position when she's talking to Danny to agree with Danny about to the agree book with sucking. Danny. Yeah. Did Lucy like the book? Oh. Yes. You think she liked it? I think she liked it in its original form. Mm. And then by the time it got cut, and then there were two people that were like, Mrrr. because you could you watched her go, ah, ah, yeah, who wants to do okay. <laughs> who wants that's one to take. Do that? I think I'm on the other side, though, because mm. I, I think maybe Lucy didn't like the book, too. But she just fought Josh on it. she couldn't agree with Josh. I like it. And so when Josh said, I don't like the book, then she felt like she had to defend it. And then she told her true opinion to Danny because she didn't feel like she had to fight with him. Yeah. Yeah, completely. That makes sense. I don't know. I was just wondering what you were th- – because I – jury's out. So then Josh says, what are you doing for There's Thanksgiving? A... What? Sorry, there was something that I, I, I found really, really wonderful, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, you know what? It, no, it's not really wonderful. It's something I want to fight Lucy about, and I have to say it out loud on the podcast. Okay. And that is when Josh said that, like, he didn't like the book. He thought it sucked. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he fell asleep in page one or whatever. She mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm, I didn't know that you read our books. And he was like, well, I'm trying to get to my Goodreads quota. And she goes, oh, yeah, your quota of one. You know that comic books don't count, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, Lucy, I will fucking fight you. Reading is reading. Do not reading shame, you asshole. Don't be a dick bag. Comic books count. They are an art form of their own. And you can fuck off with that nonsense. It was just kind of a weird line, too, because I don't see Josh as being a comic book person either. And I don't see her being a comic book shamer. Yeah, both of those things were kind of strange. Anyway, I mean, I think it's one of those things that sort of fits in with your argument that, like, she'll say literally anything just to disagree with him. Right. (laughs) But one thing I did find lovely in that scene was his Mm. reaction to finding out that she did collect all Smurfs. And his face was just perfect. His nonverbals in this whole movie are a goddamn masterpiece. He's a masterpiece. I loved him. (laughs) The way that he like the not only his face, but the way he was like Smurfs, huh? Say more. (laughs) Just like, oh my god, it's so good. Everything. And then he asks her for Thanksgiving. She's going to be writing Smurf fanfic and eating cranberry sauce out of a can, and that's exactly what she does. That's exactly what she does. I loved it. um, In the elevator. There's this whole, like, they're in the elevator with the HR lady. This is where Mm -hmm. you were saying that they get the other one to agree that they'll quit. This fight of, like, mommy and daddy fight sometimes made me squicked out to (laughs) a thousand. And then I had to go to the book to see if it was in there. And it was. In a way that it didn't with the book? Yeah, it was in there. So, like, I don't know why it didn't squick me out in the book that they kept referring to themselves as mommy and daddy in front of the HR lady. (laughs) The break room fight that they cut to is great with the donut semicolon stuff. That's fantastic. But man, the mommy daddy stuff just made me cringe. Uh, That, okay, that break room fight with them ripping donuts apart and her telling him that if he doesn't put the donut hole down, she will shove it up his semicolon is one of the best things I've seen in a movie in like three years. Minimum. Very Minimum. Okay, so then she says, are you going to like, are you going to be drinking the blood of virgins with your family? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you do you, have, do you know any donors or whatever? Uh-huh. 
And then she goes home. She does write Smurf fanfic. She on, does eat cranberry on sauce. On a Smurf fanfic website called Smurfing Around. Yeah. And she reads aloud her fanfic about the Smurfiness of it all. And I... <laughs> And I was just so charmed by this Smurf thing <laughs> that I found so off-putting in the book for whatever reason. And I, I'm just so charmed by it. And I just want to eat all of my words that I said Aww. before because I just couldn't imagine it. And, and now I just think it's the most brilliant thing that Sally Thorne has ever thought of. Thank you, Sally. I I'm sorry. love it. I didn't know. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know what Smurf figurines were. And now I do. And I'm, <laughs> I was so charmed by it. <laughs> All right, yeah. now we have the sex dream. I'm sorry. Can we please talk about her bus ride home, though, oh, before what? she does there, all of okay. that? There's, like, three times in this movie where they lean into, like, weird, ridiculous comedy, and it doesn't mm-hmm. fit the tone. And this is one of them. Nope. I thought it fit perfectly. Loved <laughs> it. Throw to Mel. So there's a cut scene on her way home where it's supposed to show that she's, like, all alone and doesn't have any friends or a romantic partner or whatever. And so she sits down and there's this like old creepy man <laughs> dressed as a pilgrim. And then he does take a naked raw turkey out of a garbage bag and like show it to her as if he's like, <laughs> as if he's like exposing himself. Yes. And then when she tries to like hide behind a book, he like, <laughs> he waves at her with the wing. <laughs> and she waves back. <laughs> and she waved back. She's I would such be a on pleaser. the other she side of that bus. even like tell the weird pilgrim guy to fuck <laughs> off on the train. Yeah. Um. Did I laugh out loud? Yes. Yeah. Did it fit? with the tone yeah. of the film no it no, absolutely no. did <laughs> but it did make yeah. me laugh really hard fit perfectly everybody <laughs> all right now let's talk about the best part of the movie which is this dream oh my god this fucking dream holy fuck balls so first of all she's sleeping in like those lacy shorts mm-hmm. that apparently human women sleep in <laughs> and it's like perfect lighting. She's looking all lustrous and like gorgeous and stuff. And she's like over on her side. And so her booty's all popped up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up to her completely dressed, full suit, fully clothed, shiny watch, aggressive watch, very aggressive watch. And he starts grabbing up on her thigh and ass and whispers into her ear. Growls. I'm work you growls into her ear i'm gonna work you so fucking hard and uh, listener it was enjoyable to me as a viewer i had pants feelings many raging pants feelings there were tingles in bathing suit parts (laughs) that (laughs) has not been like awakened by something on a screen with a piece of medium meant for the 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 general population mm-hmm. for me it hasn't happened in a while and this really brought it out this is when i knew that this movie was going to be fantastic i was like that this oh, movie okay. fucks all right it's going to be great yeah oh hey hbs i don't know if you've heard but we have a patreon for as little as 5 dollars a month you get over 150 bonus episodes most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? 
Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. All right, now we're at short black dress seduction scene. Yes. Which I found as awkward in the film as I found it in the book. For sure. I thought it was so perfect. Does she actually fall down in the book? That's something I don't I remember. I can't remember. But I, I love do that she falls down. Thinking that her office was not, or her outfit was not office appropriate in book, and I agree in movie. Dear God, <laughs> small oh, wasn't it though? <laughs> no, <laughs> you can see her vagine. No, you yes. didn't see Lucy Hutton's vagina. If she Hutton's had to vagina. bend over for something, you would see it. She day. was pulling it down a lot. I'll There's give Aaron that. There's a reason why we didn't see her fall down, and that's because she flashed her vagina at everybody. Full ass. Yeah. Yeah, full ass happened. I love the fact that she couldn't really walk or function in her red shoes. Yes. Uh-huh. I thought that was perfect for her and the movie. I love the fact that she randomly bumped her head because she dropped everything. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that he looked at her and said, you're weirder than normal today. <laughs> I love the Even though he's pop, That was great. Oh, my God. So she falls and she drops everything on the floor and he picks something up and he goes, what is this, a traveling shot glass? And she goes, actually, it's a menstrual cup. (laughs) And then he hands it back to her. And then he puts on hand sanitizer. (laughs) Well, yeah, wouldn't we all? You wouldn't, according to I never virgin said that I would not sanitize my hands afterwards. You're I just, just going to pick up a vibrator that came out of my vaginal canal. That's what you know I can't discuss this right now. And you're using that. You're using that as a means to win this conversation. But what I said was that I would pick it up if you needed me to pick it up. That doesn't mean I wouldn't wash my hands afterwards. (laughs) Whatever, man. So then he's like, you have a hot date? Mm -hmm. And she's like, um, yeah, maybe I do. And she's like, yeah, I had these weird dreams last night. No, the best part is when she says, why do you ask? And he's like, studies show that when a manager feigns interest in their employees' personal lives, it it increases productivity. Yeah, it increases morale. So Um, Yeah. And so that, so then, so she's like, she's like, yeah, I had this sex dream. And no, he says, you had a sex dream. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what What are you talking about? And then she just decides to use it as psychological warfare. Uh And I love the fact that she tries to do a sexy all over the office and it does not work except for the fact that he's in love with her. (laughs) Uh It's so bad. At least she doesn't spank her own butt, which does happen in the book. Fucking Christ. They decided against that in the movie. Thank so now she has to goodness. go ask Danny out. Yeah, because now she needs a hot date. Because because he says I'm gonna I'm weird. I'm going to the same bar at the same time. Right. So I'll see you there. And she's like, mm, Oh no! How did we feel about Danny? Okay, I want to talk to you about this for at least twelve hours. Great. Let's I have do it. no idea. So in the book, <laughs> I flat I love out that you. 
don't have an answer to my question, but you also want to answer it for 12 I need hours. To, I need to talk it through. Okay. okay. All right. I need to I need to process it with a trusted partner. Okay. So in the book, I just flat out categorically hated that motherfucker. He was smarmy. He was gross. He was awful. He was opportunistic. I hated him. I don't and I'm, I think I'm Danny. on record for that. Yeah, I don't remember you hating Danny. I either. think I was fine. I with did. Him. Okay. All right. I was very like he's a nice guy, quote unquote, who is gross. In this one, boy, wasn't he just. Like a like a little goofball who yeah. was pretty annoying. Oh my gosh! But also think... like obviously meant well. But also like like maybe could get it in a weird random universe. Yeah. With alcohols and you know, <laughs> are you saying that if you were drunk enough, you'd get with Danny? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like in the in the right environment. Mm-hmm. I th- I think Danny might be able to get it with his so weird too. corny no, I, ass. But I wish that. So when I was watching it, I was thinking that in the book, Danny was a more viable option for Lucy, mm-hmm. and in the movie, he was not. Like it was, yeah. it was never going to be Danny in the movie. It was very clear, even though maybe I or you may have been charmed by certain things. Mm-hmm. Lucy was not going to be no. armed by those things, you know. Like, I, I, I wish that she, he was a more viable threat to Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then that makes certain parts of the story make more Heightened. sense. Like, yeah, when he and says, it's more go it's kiss Danny attention. and see what that's like, mm-hmm. or when Danny shows up with the flowers. Like, if he were less awkward, less weird. Josh has a reason to think that she's back with Danny. Whereas the, yeah. the way it played in the movie just made me think like, well, of course this guy is just like a weirdo who's trying too hard right now. Lucy mm-hmm. in the sky with Danny. Like, of course she doesn't like that. <clears throat> There's yeah. a girl out there for Danny, but it's not Lucy. And right. it was so clear. And I don't know. I I I wanted him to be yeah, I a agree love with you interest there. that that legitimately threatened Josh because that's the mm-hmm. only way the story works. That said, I was very still worked by by Danny. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I am charmed by a man who's like... confident enough to order a Bailey's on the rocks at a bar. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for also noticing that and being equally repulsed. by How it. could you not? It's like it's his main character trait, and he does it with like such a plumb. You know, he's just like, this is the most normal, (laughs) normalist order in the whole wide world. I also, okay, so one of the things I remember taking issue with in the book is um, later on, and and we'll get to it, but it's not that important. So if we skip it, it's fine. Later on, when she gets flowers and she thanks him for them, Mm -hmm. or she says like, thank you, triple exclamation point. He's just like, yeah, I had a great time. And I forgave this version of Danny way more. Because to her sort of non sequitur thank you, he just sent back a hilarious goat gif uh-huh. that was like equally as random. And right. I was just like, that, that is, that's charming. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. Okay. Sorry. But also I really liked it. Like when she came to his office and he said that she needed to wear a bell like a cow and also that yeah. he said he was free as a beaver tonight. <laughs> free that... as a beaver. And then he goes, and then he pulled up me. He goes, that's not a phrase. <laughs> we... <sighs> free as a beaver charmed me <laughs> to a thousand. Me, me 
do. That was the the most charming thing about Danny. I I have that in quotes on my notes. Yeah, love it. And he moves his going away party with a bunch of the guys oh, to, yeah. in order to go he, out. He with knows her. he doesn't have a shot with Lucy too. <laughs> he, he knows he as much does. as we do. He doesn't understand he does. what's happening, but he's not going to let it pass him by. So now we move to the dark end of the night. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're obviously working until they can go to the bar, and um, she, as he walks away to like go put something away, she goes over to his desk to try and snoop, and when she can't get into his, when she can't get into his laptop with the password "die Lucy die," <laughs> she just gives up. <laughs> As if he has nothing in his life except for hating her. As if there's nothing. He doesn't have like a pet or I know know, a a single childhood dream, a birthday (laughs) (laughs) or childhood memory, I should say. Mm -hmm. And so instead, she opens up his planner and she does see all of those very mystical little marks. The mystique, the mystery of these little marks. Played well in the book, played less good in the film. Really? There are certain things that were that leaned hard into serial killer land, and mm. I think the marks were one of them for me. Interesting. Yeah. And I thought that they they may have been less effective simply because we don't see him make the marks as often. We see him make yeah, a mark, sometimes. I think, one time, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. Whereas in the book, we see it multiple times, and so, like, the reader's interest is peaked. Mm-hmm. It didn't come off as creepy to me, but I can definitely see how it would. The, what came off as creepy to me in the book, I was like, oh, that's because you're thinking about what the marks could be so much mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it's like a very cute reveal that it's about her in the movie. When you actually see the marks in his work planner, you think, why would someone track that? Like, yeah, what would actually be the utility of knowing how many times she wears pants and how much you want to kiss her wearing pants vice skirt? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what is the actual metric here that we're trying to collect data on? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? I do. Yeah. I, and I think I looked at it as him not necessarily collecting data, mm-hmm. but just like needing an outlet for how cute he thinks she is. Mm, I see that. Because okay. he can't, he can't ugh, like communicate it in any other way. When so it makes it sort of tangible for him. Yeah. And he saw the chair still spinning. That was one of my laugh out loud mo- moments. Yeah. In same. the movie. His face when he saw that chair was very, <laughs> yes, was very good. So good. <laughs> yeah. So now they're in the elevator, everybody. It's elevator And friends. he asks if she needs a ride. And that sort of turns into a squabble about how she has serial killer eyes, which I think is a flip from the book. I'm pretty Mm, sure she always says that he has the serial killer eyes. I didn't mind it. But before that, when he says that she just spent 22 minutes on her makeup in the bathroom. Yes. (laughs) I really liked that. I really liked it, too. Yeah. Okay, so then she's like, I only have serial killer eyes because I always want to strangle you. And then he pushes the emergency stop button and he says, what are we doing? Hot. I know. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're playing our usual game where we hate each other. And he says, do you actually hate me? And now I need your opinion on the way the rest of this played out, Aaron. Yeah, I think it could have been edited slightly better for who initiated the kiss and how but right after that fantastic yes (laughs) yes okay all i was asking about was the initiation because 
I can see why they changed it mm-hmm. from the book because in the book he just straight up picks her up and like mauls her and mm-hmm. she's into it immediately, but it is an absolute surprise to her. And in this they have like this moment and then he does not move and she goes all the way mm-hmm. in and kisses him. He is surprised and then he like picks her up and puts her against the wall. But then, you know, and that's fine if that's how they want to do it, but then it doesn't make sense in the next scene where he's saying I made a mistake, you can report me to HR. Yeah. As if as if he's gone for something yeah. and she's rejected him because that's how it feels for the next jumble of scenes and it's just not accurate. Yes. I sort of wanted it to be more mutual, you know? Mm. Like I yeah. wanted I wanted both of them to go 50-50. I wanted them both in the frame. That's the thing. You yes. only see her in the frame and then they're together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Again, I can see why they did it. I don't hate that they did it. I just thought it, it could have been executed better. But we but should say. This kid. It was good. <laughs> it was a good time um, watching it. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. Uh. The scene. Yeah. Anything I mean, to add, Melody? Sploosh. Good. I think is the only thing one could add. You know that gif with the waterfall? Yeah. That one. Oh, great, Aaron. I'm picking up on your code. <laughs> um, nice. Oh, my God. Okay, so now it cuts to the car. Wait, I want to say something. Please tell me everything. So somebody I was talking to was talking about how there are times where she's wearing her red lipstick and then there are other times when she's not and it doesn't make mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Every time she makes out with him, she's not wearing her lipstick. Mm-hmm. Why not? That sucks. Because it's messy as fuck? Yeah, I want it to be I want it to, I want it to be messy as fuck. <laughs> I would like it to be. Please? Yeah, as a red lipstick wearer, mm-hmm. I I mean I am highly attuned to that. That's one of the reasons I switched almost Just completely to lipstick. Just put some super stay matte ink on her. I mean, I know. Anyways. But I feel like the rest of the world would be like, oh, it's not even real. Like, the lipstick isn't everywhere. Because not everybody knows about indelible lipstick. But yes, I agree with you. Because in the car, she's got bright red lips. So at some point between the elevator and the car, she has reapplied. Mm, yeah. And we're supposed to believe that she spent 22 that minutes 22 on her minutes- makeup. And didn't put on a red lip. And didn't put on a red lip. Come for on. Lucy, for Lucy Hutton, really? Lucy flamethrower Hutton. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's a continuity error. I didn't like. That's it. fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I did like the fact that he wasn't walking around with a Joker mouth, though. I hated I it. I did like. I wanted that. him to have. I wanted him to have a Joker. I wanted him. To, here's what I wanted. You wanted him to be marked. I wanted him to wipe it off. Like. I, mm. <laughs> I wanted to watch him wipe it off. What's yeah. wrong with that? All right. Fair nothing. enough. Nothing. Fair enough. There's Not nothing wrong with that. Goddamn thing. Mm-mm. No. So now they're in the car and he's like, okay, so am I just taking you home or what? And she's like, what? No, you're taking me to my aforementioned date with Danny. And he's like, Danny? He's like, he's so confused. Damn. <laughs> Like he really, he really has like a like a like a hard drive malfunction uh-huh. kind of situation. Yeah, and I really like that. When I was watching it, I have to be honest with you, I thought I remembered in the book that right then and there, he said, "No, you're, I, but you were going on a date with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you're not all day. We've been talking about 
us going on a date together. That's been mm-hmm. the game. But I don't think that actually happened at this point mm. in the car. Maybe I think it would have given too much out. away. Maybe one of us can figure that out while we're, while Maybe. we're talking. Maybe. I would like to know that. Yeah. I really thought I remembered that. Okay. So now he's very confused and she's very uncomfortable and she sort of doesn't want to deal with it. And so she asks him to let her out right there, but it's like mm-hmm. raining, pouring, and there's still a block to the bar. And so she jumps out and runs in. And Danny, uh, all right, this is the one time when Danny was a little bit douchey. He's sitting there douchely building a pretzel stick log cabin and, like, (laughs) explaining it to the bartender. Danny? The bartender does not He's definitely that kind of guy, though. To hear about your log cabin. No. He's, he's like, going to explain to you things that you either don't want to know or already know. And oh, don't want yeah. him to explain to you. That's yeah. that's definitely the Stanny for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then he does order a Bailey's yeah. the rocks as if he Bailey's is on the rocks. <laughs> uh, the the pretzel drumming, the conversation about stripping time, all of that happens here. But also, Ugh. she goes back, runs into Josh because she left her purse in his car, and he, oh, the poor boy. It's just he's so, so confused. confused and he doesn't know why she's yelling at him and she, he doesn't understand why she's with Danny and he asks if she wants to report him to HR and that confuses her even more and, and she says are you kidding me that's what you're worried about right now yeah. the thing Ooh. I'm worried about is that a guy just told me I was beautiful and I thought he was messing with me like that's what I'm worried about right now and oh she's like you've had a good day you knocked me off my game you Jedi mind tricked me into kissing you. Like, I uh, just go. And he is flummoxed and heartbroken. And it's so cute. So the Danny date goes fine. We do hear about how his parents have a hobby farm and how he knows all about goat parkour, which does exist. And uh, I'm sorry, what was that, Mel? <laughs> What happened? Goat parkour. It does exist. No, it does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby goats are nutter butters. Uh, and not just baby goats, actually. A lot of pygmy goats are also nutter butters. We had several pygmy goats who would do backflips out of the back of the truck, out of like mm-hmm. the pickup mm-hmm. bed. Yeah, goat parkour is a real thing. If you get a group of goats together and they go a running, there's going to be weird kicks. There's going to be like fall down, go booms. There's going to be flips. Goat parkour is real. Okay. All right. Okay. Psych. Great. I really like the gift. Psych. Yeah. That's a great gift. Um, psych, I'm a goat, as Danny explains it. Psych, I'm a goat. <laughs> I really like Danny, kind of. Sometimes. Same. Mostly. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So. It was confusing to me. She and my vagina. Mm, didn't confuse me that far down. <laughs> it didn't go that far down. She's wearing high-waisted checkered pants again. How do we feel about this wardrobe? Because it's a lot. They didn't fit. They didn't fit. They were too tight. Yeah, Those pants that's can't it. be worn that tight. That that fabric can't be worn that tight. It looks Maybe weird. That's it what gets it was. all it gets all like weirdly patterned. It needs to be loose enough that the the lines don't wave on mm. your bum bum. Okay. It was weird. They were too tight. They were hot. Okay, she, (laughs) everything about it, she was looking foxy, but it was like, it was like you were looking into a funhouse mirror when you were trying to check out her butt. And I didn't like that. I resented that. 
Mm. That's mm. all. So she gets those flowers that say you're always beautiful. She does not put them in water because she's a psychopath. She is a... Thank you. But also, the next day, he comes in... He's so disheveled. You know, you know that like TikTok sound that's like this guy got so much hotter when his life fell apart. Yes. <laughs> that's the situation. It's really true. Oh my gosh. And that tie knot was obscene. Wow. Obscene. Like, how could she it just was, not reach down and fix that tie? Like, pull it was it like down. three inches across oh, if so it was hard. a centimeter. Ugh. It was amazing. And his hair is just mm-hmm. must. And he sits down and he the first thing he says, he's like, Lucy, I am sorry. Unshaven. I'm sorry. We, we're Un- done talking unshaven. about it. Unshaven. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. no, we're never done talking about it. Anytime you want to bring it up again in my Thank presence you. is fine. Appreciate it. And then this was also one of my favorite things. And I am going to be really upset if you didn't like it. And that is that he says, can we lay down our weapons? And then... Like, they both pull out, like, a handgun. Uh uh They, like, you know, they pantomime a handgun going on Uh the ground. But then, like, she reaches down and picks up a shotgun and puts it down on the desk. And Uh then she puts her foot up and she takes out a a knife and... I love that you thought that was a shotgun because I was certain it was a grenade launcher. So I love that we just have imaginations. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind it being a grenade launcher. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I loved it. And then he says, oh, wow, it's that much. And she's like, I come packing. It's adorable. Strapped. Oh, yeah. so cute. It's hot. And you know what I, this is, this is what I love. This is what I love about Joshua Templeman is that he yeah. knows where he's put his imaginary props. Oh, my God. And then later Thank in the you. scene, uses the same gun to shoot himself uh, in the head, yes. which I, that's, that's that's hot yes <laughs> that is that is a way to my heart if knowing you where bring... you played your imaginary props so you can pick them up later in the conversation and make a joke is like so yeah. hot and and make it a full circle kind of joke that <laughs> dun, let me dun, hop dun, on dun, that dun. d and he's sad oh, so and he's sad he's such a sad boy Aaron. <laughs> um trying to do the right thing and he just doesn't know how <laughs> he's, he's, uh he really anyway. does push all your buttons. Yeah. All right. Then we find out he fucked her over on the team building thing. Yes. Well, it's not his. I mean, he submitted a proposal. So did she. And they flipped a coin. But he didn't submit a proposal until he found out that she oh, yeah. was doing this thing in the first place. Yeah. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I am on record. I believe I didn't listen to our episodes either, but I believe there's no like wild horses could not stop me talking about my weird love of paintball. I'm, I yes, love I'm paintball. certain that you talked about how much I, you love paintball because you fucking love paintball. I, you describe it well when you say that wild horses could not stop you from talking about how much you love paintball. That's accurate. Um, but also, I love the end of that scene where they choose paintball. I think we're going to say different things. I did not like the strangulation fantasy. Did you like that? I like that she attacked him in her fantasy. I didn't love it. Because she, I, I, I needed more of those to happen in the movie for that. That's to be true. Good. It was a weird one-off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, when Bexley said, what's wrong is Tinkerbell on the rag? And then Josh replied, bad date. Bad date. Oh, so good. He's so hot and good. It was very good. 
was very good. Okay. I love that the movie does a really good job of showing that Josh sort of tolerates him without Mm -hmm. ever agreeing with him or like, Mm -hmm. or like bolstering him, you know, in his awful takes. It's always just like he says the most neutral thing he can. I I don't know. I thought it it towed the line really well without making Josh like an utter asshole, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So now the paintball happens. Yes. Okay, everyone. While they're getting ready, she does get approached by Julie, her irresponsible coworker, and Julie steamrolls her into allowing her like a kid to do an internship. Her boyfriend's niece, who her boyfriend's is in niece. trouble with drugs and the law, and a pending arson charge, and maybe an arson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah problematic i wish that it would have been clearer that lucy was feeling bad because you're not going to get she does she's not going to look bad you can't you're not going to figure out how to do that makeup Mm. she's she can't you know like he looks at her and he's like wow you look pale and you get that from josh but i wish that she would have acted sick a little bit like we would have gotten a moment with her like a couple of, like, of deep breaths or like, you know, grabbing yeah, onto the table preparing or something to very go subtle. to paintball, like just not not feeling well, but she can't mm-hmm. not go to Josh's paintball thing. And, and that's a that's a three second scene that I think would have really helped Agreed. us know that she was sick and she was trying to keep it a secret. Agreed. But, Although in the book, it is a surprise to her, too. Yeah, but we did get a little but bit of like. But it's not that much of a surprise, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so she gets shot and he covers her. Um, I the... wish it had been against the tree. I don't know why. I don't <laughs> know what the problem was. What? Yeah. No, I, I know. Like, I don't know. I don't. Like, why not? Are trees expensive for movies? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> but whatever. I did like the when the earmuffs lady, who I think is that lady I hate. Yeah. Um, tackled him. She she tackled she's on his team. I don't want to ever work with uh, this lady. She tackles him. She's on his team. And when yeah. he said, You're on my team, why are you tackling me? She says, Because you never bring cupcakes. <laughs> That's insane. That is an insane person. Because no, you know what it is? It's not that it's not that he doesn't bring cupcakes. It's that she's running interference for the person who does bring cupcakes. Because mm. they were both running to the flag. I want to emphasize once again, all on the same team. <laughs> Everyone we're that, talking about, but is on she the same wants team. Lucy, her friend who gets her turkey birthday cupcakes, to be the one that gets the flag. All right, Erin. <laughs> Well, you know what? <laughs> team building failed. Josh's proposal failed because three people who are on the same team lost their shit on each other trying to get it's the true. flag. And I liked that. All right. So she's sick now. He's taking her back she to throws up on him. her apartment. Yeah, she throws up on him. She In throws the wilderness. Up, she throws up on the, the paintball-proof vest, which oh, is yeah. over the puffy coat that he's wearing, which is over... The tactical non-turtle that he's wearing. That's true. Keep that under your... I also need it noted for the record that she was wearing like a full-on bulletproof vest in the exact spot they tried to say 
was all welted up. I've seen this three times now, and I watched hard for this. Oh, please! You do see, you do see the one go. It's it's the very last one that hits her. Does hit her there under her vest? Okay, all right. Thank you, thank you for eagle eyeing that. But also, like, I kind of feel like Josh, that guy did nothing wrong. No, he did nothing wrong. You hurt her. It's like we. That's the thing. You're the one who proposed paintball, Josh. Yeah, so really, you so hurt weird. her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Wood Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so now he takes her home and and Aaron, I am a messy person, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a slob. I will say this out loud to the world, mm-hmm. right? I have never in my fucking life left a carton of something and an apple with two bites taken out of it on my kitchen island. Mm. No, what I'm, is that? No, I love that for you. How is it? No. All the time. What? Yeah. I mean, listen, I've put my earbuds in the freezer accidentally. Yes, that sounds you like know. you. Yes. I do weird shit like that. But what sounds like me is two bites of an apple left on the kitchen counter. That's that's a very Aaron move. Yeah. Wow. Spoiling milk because you left it on the counter is a very Aaron move. Whoa. Never in my life. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And again, I did it's use like what toothpaste you as like take the deodorant half and once. half out of the fridge and you put it in the coffee. You put it down and like you get a call and you go and you it's like you can't. Mm. It happens. I mean, yeah, I've done shit like that all the time. It's just, I guess it's not with as as perishable of things. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely ruined know. many a perishable <laughs> that way. Okay, so... Holds her hair. <sighs> he holds her hair while she pukes, and he, then he does an adorable snoop. Oh, he does such... He is so charmed by all of her weird bullshit it's just so nice to see i wish why will anyone ever be charmed by any of my weird bullshit never no i love his tactical non-turtle oh yeah oh yeah is not too tight it is the right Mm -mm. it is what it is 
it is the way it is the good. goddess intended. It is how, how it should be. <laughs> um, yeah. She is wearing Sikasaurus. I love that he's even charmed when he, like, trips over something on her floor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he's so fucking in love with her, Aaron. She is wearing Sleepy Saurus. Love Sleepy Saurus. He takes her temp. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. Yes. And then his brother shows up. Then that brother comes. The brother's a doctor. Listen, she's just... Listen, hi. She's not that. Like, she's not going to die. She's just regular no. sick. She has a regular... She was like a stomach bug. I did love that she said, like, there's two of you. And I loved when she said that the brother was really handsome, which really, like, triggered all his triggers. And then um, when that brother said that he used to pretend, but she she said, I want some dirt on him. And he's like, he used to make her mom walk him around the block. And he was like, I was a child. And he goes, you were Dressed 12. up as a dog. You were dressed 12. up as a dog. Yeah, dressed up as a dog. He says, you're 12. And she goes, oh, no, Josh, that's too old. <laughs> and that line was perfect. It was uh-huh. so good. And she also delivered, because he said, he said, he he said all of that. And then, um, and then she goes, this is the best day of my life. Yes. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because she cannot keep it's anything It's not a down. great day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he... He changes shirts and then later says that she threw up on his other one, which she objectively did not. We saw <laughs> him walking around her house in it. She did. Yeah, it should have been a change of pants because she did too. throw up in his lap. Yes, but um, okay. So now she overhears his brother asking him if he's going to RSVP to the wedding, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You can bring a plus one." And then when he comes back in, there is this butterflies in your stomach no, scene. It, there is. One one thing, though. When that what? brother says you did oh. all the right things, what? What were all the right things? Not literally you, kicking her out of a moving temperature, car? temperature? Like, what? And he's like, Making you, sure you she would have been fluids? You would have been a great doctor, Josh. Like, No! Then, then everyone on Earth would be a great doctor. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I would be a great doctor. Yeah, right? Yeah, me. Great doctor. I can feed people Pepto-Bismol yeah. and uh, give them some waters. You know what's actually a great quality in a doctor? Not throwing up in a morgue. That's a great quality Correct. in a doctor. Correct. Um, taking someone's temperature when they have a fever. Pretty, pretty, pretty standard low stuff. standard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. But now we have this butterflies scene. Where your stomach will take flight and you'll never see it again, (laughs) listener. Okay. So he comes back in and he gives her some water. And then she tells him that um, she's like, she just tells him his shirt pattern. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what, what is that? And she's Mm -hmm. like, it's how you wear your shirts. And then he says, I guess I am that predictable. And she goes, you only, you only surprised me one time. And he Mm -hmm. was like, when? And she says, in the elevator, without Mm -hmm. skipping a beat. And the look on his face, Aaron, when he says, and how'd you feel about that, was perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way that she delivered, yeah, I thought that was pretty hot, was Mm -hmm. perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Then they accidentally start playing the staring game. And she says, I like how you look at me. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy fuck mm-hmm. balls. It's um good. It's a big romance. It's a big romance. It's what we call a big romance here on the show. That's right. Here here around these parts. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. 
Okay. So. Oh, it's so good. So then she wakes up and he has cleaned her whole apartment, but Mm -hmm. he's also still in the process of cleaning her Mm -hmm. whole apartment because I think it might just be compulsive at this point. Yes. Like it was such a travesty that he can't not. And then she tells him it's weird and like it is, but also like don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I don't know how Mm -hmm. to feel about this. Well, that's how he felt too. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And then he, she does a big offend on him, Aaron. Mm-hmm. She says, if you use this against me. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, because knowing the consistency of your vomit is really going to help me get a one up on this job. Which I, it's, I'm a little bit upset at him about because he did look at her plans for her job proposal. Fair. Which were there when he snooped. And he did snoop through that notebook to get a leg up on her while he was there. So, I mean, he could, he, listen. He could have. Yeah. He he did snoop in it. Whether it was because yes. he's so proud of her plans because he loves her so much. He loves or her. to get some kind of leg up. He did. And so yeah. him being really flippant about how he, there's no way he could use this situation to get a leg up on her is a little bit um, disingenuous, comma, It Josh is disingenuous. Tipperman. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. But now Danny's in the lobby with daisies. <sighs> and then he mansplains to her about how humans or aliens are really humans from the future. Yes. Yes, he does. He does do that. <laughs> and uh, because which of I'm like, theories that he knows. And Josh points this out very soon, but he doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> He's just yeah. there to catch her. And she's very like, you're getting in the elevator and I cannot figure out why. Mm-hmm. But also, his whole theory, and I know this is a real thing, but his whole theory is that they're coming back to, like, check on their ancestors or whatever. And, like, if that were true, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you, like, fix global warming? Like, you you know the history books. Fix that shit. I can't get, I can't, I can't do, I can't do time travel with you right now. it (laughs) would. You know what? Fair. I see your boundary and I respect it. So now I can't can't do weather solving world world uh, destroying catastrophes is a good idea or a bad idea from the future. You know. So now we're on the C suite level. All right, we're in the. She she gets to work. Uh-huh. And Josh is like, you don't work here anymore. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just here to, like, pee in a circle around my best gal and my Lucy in the sky with Danny and my blah, 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 blah. Lucille and Ball and Shane. So Lucille really, Ball and Shane. you can tell really pisses Josh off because it's not her name. Oh, yeah. So good. And then Danny does see that rose on her desk mm-hmm. that is clearly definitely from josh Mm -hmm. and then danny leaves she picks it up she realizes the roses were from josh the day Mm -hmm. after the date and it's got strawberry juice she told him that her mom used to give her strawberry juice when she was sick and like they lived on a strawberry farm so that was pretty easy probably for that mom is to just just mash up stuff those strawberries but i have never (laughs) seen a strawberry juice in a grocery store in the wild where would he have how many places did he go to find that at least at least 11. Ugh, so good. So good. 
So then she's like, okay. And she presents him with a curtain of strawberries as like a truce. And she's mm-hmm. like, I need to make this up to you. How can I do it? I oh. will go to the wedding with you. But first what? she says, I'll clean your apartment. And oh, he yeah. does the funniest the scoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. then she offers to go to the wedding. She confesses that she overheard it. Blah, blah, blah. I kind of wish that I felt like it was never clear that she was definitely going to the wedding. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it also not clear in the book or was it clear in the book? I don't remember. I thought there was a time in the book where it was she was going to go to the wedding with him. And then another like bad thing happened. Probably what happens at his apartment coming up. Yes. And then she assumes it's off, but it's still on Mm -hmm. for him is what because it's still like a surprise when he comes and grabs her i think but she thought yeah. that they weren't doing it anymore because of that's reasons. true that's true but i'm also thinking like i i and again oh i wish i had re-listened or reread. i'm sorry listener but i also thought that there was like a point at which they were sort of dating before like there were there was at least two well they switched the times at his house because yeah. like yeah, the 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 back half of this thing timeline wise has switched around. Yes, well, and, and stuff is cut, and I think it's just. I agree with you. It would have been nice, but I think it's just a a function of um cutting a bunch of scenes. Yeah, in the middle I of just the book. wish she would have like agreed to go, and he's like, "Okay, we're going. You'll go to the wedding," and then they yes. never say anything else about it. So she kind of assumes it's not happening anymore. Right. You know. Right. Absolutely. But this is where she does push him into that closet. Yes. This is that time in that closet. This is the time in which. Melody, to you. Ah, so <laughs> Aaron is within earshot of her parents. It was an enjoyable so, scene. Yeah. So she pushes him in there and she's like, I will go to the wedding with you. And he says, is that what you want? And she says, no, I just want to like not fight with you anymore and have some peace. And then... um. And then she does that thing where he tries to leave and she pushes him up against the shelf again. And then it's charged. There's some charged eye contact. And just like in the book, she looks up at him and she says, put your hands on me. And then just like in the book, he says, put them on yourself. Mm-hmm. And oh, just like oh in the God. book. I again thought that he meant a different thing than the thing that he did mean and the thing that she does do. Yeah. <laughs> like, put your own hands on your body? Mm-hmm. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes. That is correct, <laughs> is that Melody. That's what I thought that he did mean. <laughs> yeah. It, the phrasing still did throw me off a little mm-hmm. bit, but I liked where she went with it. Mm-hmm. She did take his hands and put them right on her booty. And then she, like, gets up all in his face and she says, kiss me. and then. He stops and he says, do me a favor. Go on that date with Danny. Because he did ask her to dinner Mm -hmm. earlier. He says, go on that date with Danny and kiss him. And she's like, what in the world? Like, how could that, how could this possibly have gone there? And he says that he doesn't want to be the experiment she does before she settles down with Mr. Wright. Mm -hmm. And so. Which should have really given a lot away, Luce. Right. Yeah. 
So he says that he's not going to put his hands on her until she tells him that nobody kisses her like he does. Um, enjoyable. And then he fucks off. And it was sex mm-hmm. But once again, like when Danny comes in and asks her out when he has the daisies in the scene before and he's, and she's like, um, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe I'll see how I feel or whatever. I, again, like Josh can't see that as a threat. She's clearly not into it. Like, I just wish it was more, um, viable. Yeah. Yeah. Viable. Josh thought that he might be Mr. Right. That Danny might be Mr. Right. And Josh might be the guy she fools around with. Cause Mm -hmm. there's just no world where Danny's Mr. Right. I mean, with the way Lucy's acting toward him, no, it's just, it's just no. Yeah, it's so clear no, when know. she's standing there that she doesn't want to be standing there with him and that yeah, it's, you're right. it's so clear. Yeah, I sort of wish that they had played like either him a little bit more serious and sexy and viable or her way more charmed by him. Yeah, either way works. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, b- right now I have big pants feelings in this mm-hmm, point mm-hmm, in the viewing. Mm-hmm. And then um, he, she goes on that date with Danny, and the kiss isn't great. She doesn't give him a chance, though. She really doesn't. She but... sort of attacks him with a closed mouth. Yeah, it changed and, uh, his life. Wow. <laughs> you can, you tell can see vistas open he's up like, in front wow. of him. wow. <laughs> The world has gone from black and white to in technicolor for Danny. Right, right. And Poor guy. Yikes. So now she goes to his house and she, I sort of wish that she had tromped around the block like she did in the book, mm-hmm. but I understand why it didn't happen. Anyway, he comes home as she's like just about to chicken out and he says, so how'd the date go with Danny? She says, I'm not going to date him anymore. And he says, because? No, no. Because you missed my one of my very favorite lines from the movie and the book, which is... Do you think he's home? Did he roll the last meatball over to you with oh his nose? Oh my God, with his nose. <laughs> and he does the, he does the like movement too. It's such a too. funny like, barometer of how a date went. Oh my God. So funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. You're right. No, you're mm-hmm. completely right. And then what I mean, does she say? Nobody kisses me like you do. And then what and so he, he picks do? her up by her ass. Oh yes. my god. Listen, I'm a tall lady. This has literally never happened to me in my life, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would be great. It would be cool. <laughs> it would be neat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So then she's like, Are you gonna take me up to your apartment? No, like, and then they kiss. And then he says, yeah. Wow. And she says, so, oh, What? Sorry. And he says, The sound you just made. I know. <sighs> That's a big romance. Oh, That's no, a big it's romance. a big giant romance. Yeah. Oh, my God. How did I forget that? <laughs> um, now they go up to his house. They are holding hands when he turns on the light. Did they you yes, see that? I did see that. Mm-hmm. Did you see how when she walked away to go check out his apartment, he, like, had a hard time letting go of her? Yes. And also, he's just so, so overjoyed that she's there. It's like, he's like over the moon excited. Yeah. It's so cute. He's like, do a snoop. I snooped Mm -hmm. in your house. Mm -hmm. Like, please, please look at everything. But there's nothing to snoop. 
I just want you to touch all of my possessions. And she's mm-hmm. like, there are four of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Where's all your junk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does see his match about cars, which is very cute. Yeah. He tells her about medical school. And that's why mm-hmm. that Bexley calls him Dr. Josh. Now they're laying on the bed. The bedroom. And he tells her how he puked inside a dead guy. She I liked him... the fact that the the wall was green. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm on the record of saying that I thought the walls was a serial killer move in the book and it plays <laughs> even less well in the movie. <laughs> well, okay. I should say I like the fact that they didn't change the actress's eyes. They changed yeah, the wall. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they didn't put her in teal contacts through the whole movie. Yeah. Because that fair. would be rough. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she's like, oh, so what's this muscle? Right. And like, what's this muscle? Mm-hmm. And then I think she does a dick grab. Oh, she does Is that do your interpretation? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. She's like, what's this muscle? And he's uh-huh. like, whoa. And then he pulls her up so that she's straddling him. Oh, my God. They do a big makeout. And then she poops on everything. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She does. And, like, the idea that she doesn't understand. Ugh, it's so stupid. I just hate I hate it when they won't just be together. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So she's like, Josh, I think we should just have sex and get it out of our system so that we can go back to normal. And he's Mm -hmm. like, wow, that is a bucket of ice cold water right on my scrotum. Mm -hmm. So he pushes her off and she gets up and she's like, I just offered you like incredibly enthusiastic sex. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, yeah, cool. And she's like, are you toying with me? Like, what's going on here? And he says, I think you're the one that's playing games. Mm-hmm. She's really confused. She thinks that's like, the job. Is. Yeah. She's done. She's like, she's out. whatever this is, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. The next day and he now. tries to hand her a donut. She rejects it. And then moments later takes that same donut and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to executives from HarperCollins that are going to, like, give him a a review like a good um a harvard recommendation yeah a recommendation like, that's what I'm thinking. one of those things where i know not a a single fuck all about you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but because we're just as privileged as the other one mm-hmm. i will make sure you get a leg up in the world he says something about crimson something something and then she Running does deep. say roll tide yeah and, and he, he just quietly <laughs> says that's alabama and then goes back to his conversation and that's when she humps that donut hole oh, it's God. so good and oh then Bexley, like, saying saying that her name's, Hint like, Lucy Hinton, Hinton or whatever. And he, she's like, Hutton, he goes, are you sure? And she's like, she's yeah. like yes. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Everything about this uh, scene was so good. Now it's okay. Christmas. Now it's, it's We get Christmas a Christmas times. montage involving a Smurf nativity scene. Again, my humblest apologies to Sally Thorne. <laughs> this is genius. I love it. I didn't understand it. Oh, so good. Yeah. She's also wearing dust duster slippers. Yeah, liked that. Um, Didn't know that was a thing. I almost ordered them on Amazon you, today. Of all people, not know that was a thing. I don't know. I feel like that was that's that's a very melody on, thing to like, like be I'm able not to dance on the and dust. Message boards. Mm-hmm. Like I dance vacuum, like mm-hmm. a normal person. Sure, but but dance dusting is listen it's currently in my amazon cart i don't know whether or not i'm gonna pull the trigger you absolutely should and so then he knocks on the door 
And she's like, hi. And he's like, let's go to the wedding. And she's like, what? I refuse to believe that that's the makeup she wears in her home. It blew my mind that she's just cleaning and decorating her tree. And she's got that makeup on, which was insane. But I did like her ho-ho-ho sweater. Yeah, her yo-ho-ho sweater. Yeah, yo-ho-ho. Yeah. It was good. Anyway, she calls him the male version of Icy Hot, and mm-hmm. she wonders if this tingling sensation is nice or deeply uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. he says, tingling sensation? <laughs> <laughs> Great line. <laughs> so good. Anyway, he he gets her into the car. Yes. And on the way, he says something that is incredibly suspect, mm. and uh, that is that his mom is great, mm-hmm. quote unquote, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have more on that later. And that his dad's complicated. And then, uh-huh. what? <laughs> what? I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So then they get to the. Okay. Did you love Hotel Man, Jaffrey the Hotel Man? This is this or is was another. Was it too much for you? This was another thing that did not work for the tone of the movie, but did make it me did. laugh out loud. It, it did totally not. worked for the tone of the movie. It did not. What movie are you watching? <laughs> I'm watching a movie where real things happen to real people. <laughs> And this man does not exist in the world. This man exists. Turkey man might exist in the world, but this man, Jaffrey, does not. <laughs> and I'll give you one more. That room does not exist at this hotel that, no. is, that has Jaffrey at the front desk. No mm-hmm. keys, no locks. He no. doesn't understand Christmas trees. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way. Listener, later on in the movie, he tells her that he brought that tree in from outside. <laughs> She's like, it looks like it grew in here, yeah. but it didn't. He goes, it's yeah, here for Christmas. But I, I brought it in from the outside. Yeah, it's so. here for Christmas. No. <laughs> it was funny. But it was not <laughs> part of this movie. Same movie. She so also, then, when they're going up to the desk, she says she it's going to snow because she can smell it. And he says, yeah. that makes you the lamest X-Man ever. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> makes me so happy. So he does say that the last time his he was home, his girlfriend had just broken up with him and his dad and brother were big dicks about it. And his dad's still mad about him dropping out of med school. Mm-hmm. Um, there is only one room. There's only one bed. Yes. FYI, mix up at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Romance course, mix up. Of course. So then they're getting ready for the rehearsal dinner. Did you like that the movie skipped the rehearsal dinner? Yes. I did too. Yeah, loved it. I loved the rehearsal dinner in the book. And I loved how they parlayed it into her people-pleasing problems. Yes. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. So he takes the second shower she is about to put on her flamethrower lipstick and he comes out of that bathroom with a towel slung so low it was low on his hips like yes. i don't think human people what how could did it possibly hold a towel that low for uh-huh. any reason whatsoever. And it, was so, it was loose as well. It was, and it was loose. so loose and so low. Oh. <laughs> and do you have any more descriptions? <laughs> and he's like glistening. His yeah, chest what's hairs? happening higher? Are there oh. other <laughs> things? He's got those... <laughs> he's got those chest hairs and he's got these pecs. Trimmed. Trimmed and groomed 
well. Trimmed. Yeah, I'm usually not into chest hairs at all. So the fact that I found them hot was like I very like good. them. <laughs> and his hair is all like, like sexily must. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he comes out and he stops her with his like warm hand because you know his hand is so extra warm. Warm, from large, that hot firm. You shower. know the descriptors of the hand. <laughs> He stops her and he's like, is that flamethrower? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I like red. And he goes, I do too. And then she just drops her lipstick. She totally fucked up the tip of that because she oh, did yeah. not put it but back you in know she tube. has 15 of those, so that's fine. Fair. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm just saying it's lipstick abuse. So she throws that thing on the counter and then she turns around and it is on TM. TM. What? How did you feel about this? I would have liked there to have been more 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 things that have that did happen before the thing that did happen yes i would have liked more lead up so listen what happens is he like puts her down on the bed she like backs up to the bed and lays down and then he gets on top of her and she's like oh my gosh put all of your weight on me Mm -hmm. which like direct from the book for sure also direct from the book and he's like i'll crush you and she's like nope nope i've lived a good life just like do it do it do it and then he says are you sure about this she says yeah let's do it as she's like squirreling around below her own waist Mm -hmm. and then oh i'm so sorry listener i'm so sorry i made a big I made a big omission, she and that is, is when she by... sits down on the bed. Yes. She does rip open that towel, which, like, didn't even need. Like, it was hanging by a thread, yes. you know, that towel. We do and get then a she view goes, of the wow. back of that We get a, a view of the of the backside buttock without <laughs> any ass crack. Yes. Ac- yeah. Yes. Yes. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. And she does a big wow. And now uh-huh. he's on top of her yes. and she is asking him to crush her to death. Uh-huh. And then he says, are you sure? She says, yeah, let's do it. And then he says, you should write sonnets. And then wing, bam, boom, he's inside her. Mm-hmm. She and does seem to be enjoying herself. Yes. I'm not. I'm I not. Just, I'm more worried. How did she get those underwear off? With her hands. When, though? Like. There was not enough squirreling to get there those underwears off. Also, to the side. Also, Maybe it's to the side. She doesn't okay. always wear them, as we know. Listen. That was a lie. She she said that just to fuck with I don't his know. head. I don't know she's what her deal is. She's completely aware as underwear all the time person, unless, like me, sometimes she just simply forgets. <laughs> well, I think knowing... knowing <laughs> Knowing what I know about the half-eaten apples, I think maybe sometimes it's just a laundry time. And she was surprised. She was surprised by Uh. needing to pack for this trip. And maybe she was trying to conserve. That's a good point. It's underpants. Anyway, Um, but here's the thing. Yeah. It's good. It's just not. It just it's just have... not what happened in the book. No. And like the mm-hmm. book, that scene was so good. Because mm-hmm. first of all, you earned it as a reader up until that point. Yes. Because this happens right at the end in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens earlier. 
And there's just, there's not a negligee, there's not any fanfare, there's not that, there's not Mm -hmm. that from the behind massage situation that was going on Mm -hmm. in the book. Listen, Sally Thorne's an artist, and I like their adaptation, but in this way, it does fall short. Yes. That's all. So then we get kind of this people-pleasing conversation, because she's like, oh, we're so late, you know, and what are we going to do? Oh my God, what are your parents going to think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here I am just like sucking your dick. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why do you care what my parents think? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm a people pleaser and they happen to be human people. Mm -hmm. So like, that's it. And then she says, I guess you're right. It's not like I'm ever going to see them again. Mm -hmm. And he gives her this very subtle, very (sighs) quick look. And this was a great time to bring out the I want to juice your head like a lemon. Uh-huh. This was perfect. Yes. These nonverbals, everything mm-hmm. else about it. It was perfect. It was so good. <sighs> he tells her about the marks in the margins. Yeah. She loves it. She tells he, him she that he didn't actually have a date. Dream. Yeah. And the sex dream. You're right. And his, oh, when she tells him about the sex dream <laughs> is so good. He's so funny through this whole scene. I knew it, he says. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And then um, she says, well, I didn't want you to think I was like a loser and all alone. And then he mm-hmm. looks over and he says, you wouldn't have been alone. You would have been with me. Mm-hmm. Oh! Now it's the wedding day. She is wearing a green dress that he notices matches her eyes. Yeah, because you need that to make it just slightly less like a serial killer in the end. So then she's like, your tie's crooked. Mm -hmm. But it really was. And it really was this time because she's been saying that to him throughout. He he made just the side of his his side of the bed while she was still sleeping. That was so funny. It was so good. It was so good. (laughs) Okay. So anyway. Um, when and then he's like, mom, wow, wait, wait, wait. He says, you you fixed my tie and there was no strangulation attempt at all. And she says, well, I need you alive for what I'm going to do to you later. It's hot. Hot. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> yes. Now we meet this fucking mom. Okay. I, I don't know if it's before they meet the mom or right after. I think it's right after. So go go for your He does a snort. The snort. He does a snort. Mm-hmm. He does a snort. There's yeah. no way that was a planned snort. There's no way her saying you just snorted. It wasn't in the script. Was in the it script. Was, that was a natural moment. There's, that there's no way that that was scripted and it's perfect and wonderful. And it's so good. Oh my God. Because he does a snort and she says, You just snorted. And then he goes, Yeah, I did. <laughs> and they just go walking away. And oh my God. It's, so, it's cute. so perfect. Yeah. Everything about it. Okay. So now the wedding happens. She's like, Oh my God. Look at how hot that bride is. Good work, brother of mm-hmm. awkward him. Did you like this wedding dress? No. Mm-mm. I, got, I couldn't. Nope. I kept going back and forth. I couldn't figure it out. No, I didn't like it. I th- it's you like I liked it. The first time you know I watched it, and I didn't like it the second time, and the third time I wasn't sure. I think part of it is that with the veil she wore, it was just, like, so much. Yeah, fair It was enough. just, like, cool it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was too much. Anyway. So now, at the bar, she finds out that Mindy, the bride, and Josh, the groom's brother, dated for a year, mm-hmm. and that... She basically left Josh for the brother because Mm -hmm. they were a way better fit, she says. And so Lucy is like gobsmacked about this. And this was one of the times in which 
Austin Stowell, or whatever the fuck his name is, did one of the best nonverbals I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Tell me everything, because I have no idea what you're referring to. So he notices them talking to each other, and he's, like, clocking oh, it. Oh, then, And then okay. when she walks away, he, like, looks over at Lucy, sees her, like, chugging a champagne, gets, like, subtly but visibly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and, like, doesn't know what to do with his hands mm-hmm. very suddenly. And it is so he's good he's really good he's so good people were so uh people, people underestimated this man mm-hmm. he's better than a robbie ml i'm sorry there i said it so then she i okay i loved that this was not as dramatic as it was in the book what in the was? book th- this scene in the book she like goes running across a pond oh, or something okay. and she's like i need to get a bus like oh my god i've been used or whatever which is understandable in the book, but I just liked that that wasn't the Lucy of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he goes out and she's like, hey, did you bring her? Did you bring me because of her? And he's like, no, no, nope, no, did not. And she believes him and she's so supportive of him. And she's just like, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, let's go drink. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice. It is. It's, it's so good. nice. And now... She talks to that mom again. Now, this is where she really meets the dad in earnest. And yeah. the dad <gasps> asks does that what speech. She, no, it's not quite the speech. It's where she oh. he asks her what she thought of Josh when she met him. And she mm. said he was domineering in something else. And the dad was like, I thought you had to have ambition to be domineering. And she's and like. And the mom does like okay. a tiny chide. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. And I. Then we get the scene with Jeffrey where she he informs her that the tree was brought in from the outside. From the outside. Then then we get the dad's speech. The dad's speech. And the dad does this horrible and speech. The whole, about- and the dad rant. And you know, like then we get dad, 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 dad. Yeah, it's it's great. In quick succession. Yeah. So the dad does the speech about how he's so glad he has a son he can be proud of. And it's so obviously a jab. And the mom, oh, it, I don't know if you noticed this during the three times you watched this, but, like, nothing happens on that actress's face. Mm-mm. She's just, like, serenely smiling at him. But as nothing if it's would totally happen on that normal. mom's face, Mel. If she hasn't left him by now, she's not going to. That's that mom. I think that mom did a great, or that actress did a great job as that mom. That is who that mom is. Wow. That's nuts to me mm-hmm. like if michael treated either of my kids like that he it would be toast mm-hmm. it would be toast so like burn it to the ground toast wow and she wow this fucking lady i cannot believe she lets him treat her son like that this is this isn't even this doesn't even rank top 10 you know, I mean, I know, but that's 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 the. I know. I'm just saying. I, I think the actress did a great job. You know, I I think she knows who this lady is. So, but but also like, but then but then Josh, Josh, darling, mm-hmm. why would you call your mom G R E A T great? Like that's not great mom behavior. That she never not, sticks up for that's you. That's the best he's got. He doesn't. Holy fuck balls! This is the one person in his family that isn't an asshole to him. He thinks. Oh, God. So awful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, I feel like it, like Lucy really 
she sets the dad down just like she does in the book in a great, amazing, wonderful yeah, way. Yeah, and I loved this, the, what the dad was saying about, like, you're not publishing books, you're getting coffee for somebody who's publishing yes. books. Like, it was so good. It was, it was spot on, mm-hmm. really. But I did not like that she didn't pick up on what a fucking asshole Elaine is. She was just like, mm-hmm. Elaine, it was lovely to meet you. I like you so much. And I'm like, no. If I if I saw my boyfriend's mother allow that bullshit, oh, no, that bitch is super complicit. I think that she's on kind of a first date with this guy. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to tell off his dad in front of the whole wedding. When sure. she asked, what's your family like? The first thing out of his mouth... Was, mom's great. Mom's great. So maybe not today. Maybe not this time. Aaron, at our you're right. In front of it's everyone. a conversation for later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Now, now the movie turns. Um. Now it turns. It turns from so now. They're driving on home. Out, it's not my favorite anymore. <gasps> okay. It goes. Right. It goes steadily downhill for me. Right. Okay. Starting now. All right. So they get in the car and he's like, hey, what happens now? And she's like, naked time. And he's like, okay, but what about after that? And she's like, rehydration. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm serious. I've had a lot of women tell me that I'm not the person you settle down with. I'm the one night stand. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't understand you. I thought you hated me. And he says, I've never hated you, and I can prove it. And this is when he does show her that wall. Um, Yeah. Aaron? It's, it was a serial killer move in the book. It's a serial killer move <laughs> in the movie. And for some reason, he's been such a good actor right up until now. But that I love you speech was not great. I don't know why they used that take. There's something weird Oh, interested about it that it didn't it just I didn't like it. Okay. I mean, I still got the warm fuzzies. I did. I didn't. I got a I got a I got a, I got a chill. Like I got a Whoa. I got I was chilled to the bone. I was like he's not being earnest or something really weird here and I need to get out of this apartment. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, it works on her. Yeah. He says like I know you. I know that you're scared right now, but you shouldn't be because I'm in it. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. in this. And then they do, like, a falling in love, snuggling to a great song, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. And then they're back at work. He gives her a little match card, a little box. And she has a little smurf that she's going to give to him. But then um, she, she overhears, overhears this conversation with Bexley. Is is that the phrase that was used in the book? If you would have let her pet the pony, I don't know. Because but God, I that was loved good. It. I can't remember though. I'm gonna I I'm don't gonna search think the book for pony right now. Yeah, if I you, don't think it was. If you let her think you could pet the pony, is just so gross. Yeah. Because he basically says like, "I'm so glad you took my advice," and like you know let her mm-hmm. think that she can pet the pony and then like throw her off her game <laughs> and then he's like do you need any more of my help like what else can i do and he goes oh no sir i don't need any help beating her mm-hmm. and so Ooh. she understandably f- freaks the fuck out and she calls her one and only friend in the entire danny, world does lucy danny. know anyone but danny in the world a so. man that she dumped oof um, and then they go get coffee 
Josh shows up to be like, hi, I'm ready to get cute coffee times with you. And she says, I don't like you enough to get coffee with you. And the look on his face when he says my mistake Mm. was uh, perfect and heart-wrenching. But from here on out, from this moment, it becomes a talk to each other issue. Yeah. They tried to fix it with Ellen, but I don't think... But that didn't happen like, in the book, right? That I don't think so. And that's such a what is fucking sociopath move of like, can you imagine somebody telling us? Yeah, don't tell her so that no, like I don't like that. I don't know. It that's was from gross. The book. Maybe it is, but I don't. I think don't think so. it was. I don't think it was. I think it's just that he thinks it's totally over and that he's super fucked up and that she wouldn't like. He can't believe that she wanted to be with him in the first place. And oh so God, tell her because she says, I heard you with Bexley. Yeah. So why doesn't he say like, yeah, what do you want me to say to him that I'm in love with you? Like, what's right. the I can't, you know, like Jesus. Anyway, so when she gets it's back, days, he's like, Mel, days, he says I, I nothing. Know. It's like a week and a half oh minimum. So he says, like, at least I'm not a liar. They have a squabble when she gets back to the office. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what have I ever lied about? And he's like, you told me you didn't want to be with Danny. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? Like, this is so sociopathic. Like, it's one thing to try to throw me off my game. It's another thing to, like, sabotage a possibly good relationship with a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, because I'm not a nice guy. And she goes, I thought you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really... It's really cute and sweet and sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then he realizes that she overheard him when Bexley comes out and asks her to do something. And she says, I don't think a nitwit in a push-up bra would be much help to But she to told you. him that she overheard him. Yeah, but I don't think it had sunk in, sunk in in that way. he starts to explain himself mm. before Bexley comes into the room. Mm-hmm. And because of that... I'm like, okay, well, this is just a talking to each other issue. He starts to be like, whoa, whoa, that wasn't what you thought it was. And Bexley yeah. comes in and says, I need this done by whatever. He's like, Lucy can do it, blah, blah, blah. You would think then after she storms off in the elevator, maybe. maybe would go get her in that elevator? Yeah. Give her a call. Yeah. Go better Corner place. her in the elevator. Come she on, loves man. that. You can do it. <laughs> but yeah. no. So apparently... So now we see this, like, Lucy's getting ready to dominate the business world montage. Mm -hmm. And she does the interview. She does the whole proposal situation. And then she walks in. Oh, my God. Ellen tries to make up for her absolute overreach of everything by giving Mm -hmm. her, like, a peacock edition of Pride and Prejudice and being like, isn't Darcy such a great hero? He's so misunderstood and, like, ultimately good. Mm-mm. And she's like, yeah, sometimes they're just assholes, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ellen, you... You did this. Set this up. And I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't like it. They both go down to, like, a big room where a bunch of people are there. They're congratulating Josh about something, about some promotion. Mm -hmm. And she's like, wow, congratulations, you deserve it. And then the weirdest shit happens, Erin. This whole, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. The I love you scene wasn't good, and this scene was not good. Those two scenes. It was weird. Not good. This felt so out of place, because Uh what happens is, like, ultimately. The tone is off. Yeah. Well, and, like, in what world 
does this guy tell her she got the promotion? Right. Like, in what world is he the one who announces it? There. Oh, my God. Well, we haven't even gotten there. It's oh my like God. they wanted to do, like, the ending of the proposal, which did make sense. I don't remember the ending Roy of Ryan the proposal. Ryan Reynolds kisses Sandra Bullock in front of the whole office. But it made sense. Right. Yeah, this, this, this made sense. no sense. And, and I clapped. literally screamed, you're at work. <laughs> and they clapped. And they clapped. Everybody clapped. I hated mm-hmm. it. And the way that he's, like, finally set down Bexley didn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. I... Like, I believe that Josh would... Look, wait, we have to set the scene. Okay. I'm sorry, listener. So Josh, like, goes around the table and he's like, wow, so B&G is really in a place to, like, take over the publishing world, especially since it at the helm is going to be the most tenacious and murmur person I've ever met, Lucy Hutton, new managing director. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then he goes, I took a promotion at HarperCollins because of that Harvard man. And then she's like, so when you said that you didn't need help beating me, it was because you'd already decided to resign and leave the company. And he's like, yeah, and that is directly from the book. Mm -hmm. But then... And then she's like, well, why didn't you just tell me? And then mm-hmm. Ellen comes out of the fucking cobwebs mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, that was me. I asked him not to tell you because fighting with Josh just like made you on your A game. And I hated that for yeah. so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Super not okay. And then he, oh God. And then Josh looks at her and he says, you're the heart and soul of this company and everybody knows it. And Bexley says, like, oh, yeah, because all the company needs is more heart and soul. And Josh is like, hey, Bexley, shut up and just, like, keep your mouth shut as a rule, which I think is fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that level is fine. But then Bexley comes up and he goes, you're fired. And then Josh says back, I already resigned, comma, jackass. Mm -hmm. And, like... I do not think Joshua Templeman would None ever of this say was that. Right. None of this scene was right. None of Mm-mm. it was good. It was not no, good or right. It didn't work. And it's just not how, it's just not, it didn't work not my me. ending. Right. Then they do kiss in front of all of their work and colleagues. They applaud. And they get applauded. And the truth is the only one that would have applauded is that frizzy haired girl. That's the only one who would and, have in real life. And, and pizza, pizza plate. plate. Second Thank pizza you. Plate. <laughs> go a pizza plate right now actually <laughs> fucking love, all right can i talk love quickly about plate. her proposal where yeah authors publish a chapter in a in a thing and then you read the chapter and then you're like in the forum with everybody plus the author and, and you get to talk, talk about to it before the they before they write, write the, next the next chapter can you imagine being that author and having to take input <sighs> from hundreds of randos oh that like God. and then having to answer to that before writing before releasing another chapter maybe before writing another chapter hell no writing it oh my god like the multimedia platform all of that made sense but Mm -hmm. the fact that she wanted the authors to like be in the mix while they were creating is just like no that shit insane i would not leave that that offer out of there no i actually i'd like to hear josh's proposal i think it would have been better right (laughs) well well, yeah, and that's I mean, why Josh is at HarperCollins and she's at Bexley Gammon. Nah. 
Wow. Sorry. Sizzling hot sorry, takes sorry. by Erin. <laughs> from Harvard, Lucy. Sorry, anyway, she does great. She she gets a giant folder of sexual harassment complaints that have been made about uh, Do you see about who's next Dexley. to her when that happens? Yeah. The intern. Punk intern. Yeah. She got a Fabulous job. Fabulous girl. Good for you, arsonist. Yeah. She's moving up in the world. Yeah. That little fire starter. Yep. And then... She's on the phone with somebody fighting over an author that, like, somebody wants to poach. Oh, my gosh. It turns out it's Josh. He says that there's, like, a new exec over there that's trying to blah, blah, blah. And she says, that bitch. And he's like, yeah, I know. I just, I know it wouldn't have worked or whatever. But, like, could he call her a bitch? Like, I don't know. know. I'm just, it's something I'm just workshopping in my head. (laughs) It would have worked for Aaron and Melody. (laughs) Calls him a snake. And I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She calls him a snake, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up on a park bench, and they do smooch a lot. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after. I really wanted to see the epilogue where they do go to the strawberry fields. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this movie is for. No. Book is better. Movie was good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Agree. Movie was better than I thought it would be. Movie was Kind of excellent. Movie I will watch more times than the three times I watched it. Oh, yeah. This times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Movie was rewatchable. Yeah. But maybe just right up until she does that tree frog against that wall is when I will yeah. be watching it, too. I love how she pressed herself up against that wall and said she was a tree <laughs> frog. I thought that was charming and hilarious. <laughs> that was like the last moment I was, was fully really charmed cute. by the film. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. All right, Aaron, what's your lady love? I'm going to throw a bone to Rake I'd Like to Fuck slash F. Mm. I read the first story and I think they're all going to be great. I read, I've read nice. one and a half stories. I've read half of the second story. Nice. So the Sierra Simone and I believe the Eva Lee. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure I'm right about that. And I think they're all going to be fantastic. And I nice. um, fully endorse that. Read it on the plane. Yeah, I have high hopes for that. Big mm. high hopes. Wow, do I have a lady love? You know what? My lady love is change plans if shit's not working for you. Okay? <laughs> if you if you just can't, mm-hmm. then figure out something equally wonderful and do that. Yeah. Right? If you can't totally. if you cannot keep your eyeballs on anything except a television, change your podcast to a movie recap. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. All right. You can find us all the places. You should follow us all the places, except for TikTok. We're no, not we don't, on TikTok. We don't have one. Don't we don't have one. Look for We're us. Never on it. getting one. We don't want one. No, do we do don't not. want one. Heaving bosoms does not want one. We're I do. Old and retired. Okay. Yeah. And we don't want to do it. I only do. I can only do that for bonkers. I cannot. I can't do it for. I can barely do that for bonkers. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So follow us. Go to our Patreons because mm-hmm. there's fun shit over there. There's a, like a metric fuck ton of extra content over there. And uh, keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love being free as a beaver. <laughs> I just I can't wait to say it. I'm gonna say it everywhere. (laughs) Can't wait. In the lexicon now. (laughs) It's it's a phrase now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.
Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>